The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome to Old Space Show. I'm Brandon, and riding shotgun is Tony. Howdy, howdy. Here we are. We just keep cruising down the road. Oh, yeah. All through all, what, 22, three episodes oh, yeah. of Night Rider Season oh, 1. Yeah. We, we're going to make it. <laughs> yes, this series of Old Space Show follows the exploits of Amanda's car, first season of Night Rider. Today, we are here to discuss the 12th episode a plush ride. Oh, sounds so cushy and fancy here. Yes. Devin Miles has organized an anti-terrorism treaty between three rather unstable third world nations. Michael is assigned to find a plant and possible hitman amongst the security team. He joins them during their special training session at Redmond's Victory Academy. This one is directed by Sidney Hayers, written by Gregory S. Dinalo. This is the first of six episodes he'd write. Uh, he'd also be a script consultant for seven more of them. It stars David Hasselhoff, Edward Mulhair, Patricia McPherson, William Daniels, William Lucking, Wendy Fulton, Hector Elias, Michael Carvin, and M.C. Ganey. Uh, so, like, who is this Devon guy negotiating peace <laughs> treaties? Like, I thought they were, like, some super secret, like, mission-based organization. But yeah. You know, we've we've reached the part of this of the sea of the season here where they can't keep doing the same car chasey small town help the damsel in distress thing like the you know the writers god love them had to start stretching a little bit so sure why not make Devin a weird like undercover diplomat thing it's a it's a really interesting uh, uh plot device i mean you, you have to take it with a grain of salt in yeah. a show about a talking self-driving car you know you got to do what you got to do this this kicks off a weird little stretch of like international themed politics episodes here right too. right so um, you know, it is what it is. It's it's mid-season post sweeps and, uh, you know, you got to get through them. So the back, the back nine <laughs> is probably ordered for 12. And they're like, all right, well, once the the big premiere was a hit, they probably were at the back nine. Like, well, what do we do now? Um, which we talked yeah. earlier, like show like uh, Planet of the Apes that uh, Russell McGee and I talked uh, last year. Uh, it didn't get the back nine. It had prep. It had preparations for like three, three to five episodes that would be next in succession. Uh, a couple of them had full scripts, a couple outline ideas. But, you know, they you should prepare for, well, what are you going to do now? But that sure. one did not get to happen. Uh, Knight Rider got that to happen. Well, it's interesting that, you know, uh, to go back and watch uh, shows like this here, here at Old Space Show, where, where you get mm-hmm. to go back and revisit these 
24 hour long episodes in a season yeah. where that was the norm. And then you sit down today and you're going to binge a, a seven episode, 35 minutes a piece season. And, and, and that's called, you know, I mean, essentially you string that together as a giant movie or, right. you know, even, even the biggest series these days, you're probably capping out at 12 episodes of an hour a piece season by season. So it's definitely an interesting juxtaposition mm-hmm. for sure. Network shows are still going strong with a lot of the 20 to 22 episode seasons, but you get outside of that. That's yeah, that's, that's not happening. And many are made with limited seasons involved, like Andor uh, on Disney Plus yeah. is only planned for two seasons. Um, right. They uh, people who do the last of us said, if this one continues, they will not go further than the games. Um, but there's a lot of shows with limited uh, like Stranger Things only had a certain amount plan. So, um, right. but Knight Rider, I think the idea is just, well, we'll just keep this going as long as we can. If they go 10, we go 10. <laughs> sure. That's right. what you I wanted mean, back it, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to be uh, as indestructible as Kit, I guess. You know, yeah. if you've got a car that technically can't die, then why not keep it going? I'm sure they had alternate plans in place. Like if Hasselhoff like opted out contract wise right. or something happened, like you can find a new driver. Like yep. this is almost like, the doctor who of American television here, you can just yep. keep it going. New drivers. Why not? <laughs> yeah. But unlike a lot of science fiction shows too, like uh, you're talking about night writers a bit more challenged. Cause it can't go to a different planet uh, every week and rehash things that way. Or, you know, it can rehash things, but it's a bit more mon- monotonous than like your star Trek's where you can, or space 1999s where it's different planets, different beings, like, it's, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think they could have. Uh, again, this is this is pure speculation. But you know, if they if they would have had to have a shift away from Hasselhoff as the main character or whatever, they could have. Yeah. You know, but like, oh, Kit's going to Britain, you know, or whatever. He's driving on the wrong oh, side yeah. of the road, you know. Like, you know, you, you, do, you do the culture shift instead of the instead of the planetary shift, I guess. But could. but even that would have would have worn thin after a while, I imagine. So you could. All, I mean, you could also, while still with Michael, I guess an idea would be like send him over there for like a three episode three-part episode where they go to the uk or something like that that'd be yeah 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 sell the shit that'd be good you know for when it comes to syndication selling the show overseas that's what you do you go and set it to where you're trying to market you're right well the way that i'm watching uh I, w- I was watching something on nbc this this past weekend and i saw commercials for brand new series of the updated quantum leap and the updated yep. magnum pi so there's no saying that knight rider just couldn't come back on the air someday that's uh, well, the way tried. we're trending right they've now they've tried so, so we will see it's always there knight rider 90 <laughs> or what yeah. yeah, knight rider 2020 <laughs> yeah like oh the car talks no uh yeah no, <laughs> wait, wait a minute yeah what's yeah, yeah. Like, we gotta it, get fancier than that <laughs> it drives itself okay and or then it's a Tesla yes. or what, what is it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it has a computer in it. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. Right. go on, go yeah. on. <laughs> Can facially recognize people. Okay. Well, I guess okay. you know, he's yeah. got yeah. his phone, but you know, we could I guess the car would help with that. Yeah. Kind of funny. You can make a comedy show off of it. Make a parody night Raider. I suppose he could. <laughs> so give, um, give, yeah. Speaking of not Kit, like yes. Michael has to like ditch Kit to drive Devin around, and I don't. Yeah, is it just for this one action scene so he can get his ass beat. Like I, I really, yeah, I genuinely thought when I when I started rewatching the episode, I couldn't remember. I was like, is this like this episode's gimmick? Are they gonna like? Is this a non-Kit episode? And then of course he came back, and yeah. after this first weird chasing, but I think they had to, you know. 
the goal plot wise was to allow Michael to prove his metal as a driver just on yeah. his own, you know, with his own merit, not depending upon a self-driving car or whatever. Mm-hmm. That way he could earn the trust of, of this group that he had to get into at the victory Academy. So yeah, it was an interesting little thing. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was, you know, he's driving a, I mean, what Cadillac, that thing was a boat. Right, compared yeah, yeah. To it. I mean, it was huge. <laughs> and he was all dressed raw. He's in his leather jacket and stuff, but <laughs> like, he just, looks uncomfortable which is kind of funny um but this this episode tries to incorporate a couple like uh that tries to incorporate this countdown to the summit that plays that's just kind of i don't know added there like i don't i never really felt the crunch for time like it's trying to add there i think another episode previously did it better but yeah uh, yeah. yeah, there was a yes. Yeah, you're right. Because it starts. Yeah, because it starts. And it was it was a weird countdown, too, because, yeah. you know, first of all, you know, this is a, this is a 48 minute show. So, you know, yeah. everything can be self-contained. And I'm pretty sure the first part of the countdown was like day one, 10 days before the conference. I'm like, 10 days, 10 days what are we gonna do for this next hour. Like this. Is, and then by the end, it was like, what, 10 hours to the conference. I'm like this. We are moving at a weird pace here. This does not mm-hmm. make any sense to me. Yeah. So that's why I, I I agree with you. I don't think the sense of urgency was there because like you knew within 45 minutes time, like we're going to hit that end. But like this isn't this isn't like 24. Like, you know, <laughs> you, right, you yeah. don't have that sense of urgency built in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Another recurring thing is episode Michael telling Kit to shut up. Like, <laughs> Kit, shut up. We're Shut definitely up. getting a lot more banter uh, as as mm-hmm. as the show progresses, which I appreciate. But uh, but yeah, kid, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of shut ups and things like that. So <laughs> yeah, so basically, there's this little military o- uh, operation that Michael's supposed to go and hang out at and determine which one of them is like a spy that's going to uh, mess up this conference with like what an assassination or something. Yeah, there was the the leader from the th- super vague leaders from third world countries were getting together. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't be any more uh, deliberately anonymous in this uh, general setting type of type of thing here. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're all there. Michael's trying to hang, figure out who did it. Uh, their kids there trying to they're trying to bust into it. Um, he plays like. He, they have beers, cigarettes, and cards together. He's like in and and there's a hilarious little voiceover with Michael's like going over like a letter to to Devin about all the people, and he's like Redmond, he's a genius in denims. Is <laughs> one of the people like, uh, but he like gives a lowdown on all these people. Of course, it's yep. all dudes and like one woman. <laughs> like that's. Always right, the yes. case of these. Always a girl. And of course, the female is the first one he meets when he rolls into the Victory Academy. She just happens to be, mm-hmm. you know, right right next to him. So a perfect opportunity for him to, yeah, she's, well, yeah, I think in in, in, in the voiceover, she, he said she's the, she's the brains, the brains of the operation or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, right. it's, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to not set her up as like the eye candy, but like, what do you expect when it's six dudes and one girl? Right, like, right. You know, <laughs> right and then oh and they sets up this uh this uh, this meeting with devin at the buckaroo club <laughs> yes and, and Bo- body shows up with the cowgirl hat on like, like just like hey, hey my, like, yes. oh, man. michael was so shocked he stopped mid he was eating his chili he stopped mid chili to gape at bonnie and then of course they found devin in a 10 gallon hat as well i mean mm-hmm. devin you look ridiculous 
<laughs> just like, oh, I put, I put a British guy in a cowboy hat. Yep. This is oh, this is gonna play well with the American audience. <laughs> You're gonna love this water cooler. Do you see Night Rare last night? Yep, that Devin in the hat. Oh man, nothing like a British guy uh, in, a, in a cowboy hat. I'll tell you what. So funny. Um, so like they end up like. Margot, she like sneaks into Michael's room and he has this line of, are you armed or do I have to embarrass both of us with a frisk? <laughs> yes. Right. Like that's all he, right. Yeah. Cause he breaks into her room. She comes in the room and then he like tackles her mm-hmm. like indignant. And she's uh, finally, she's like, what are you doing in my room? It's like, he is treating her like she's like the intruder and he's the, he's right. technically the one breaking and entering. So, <laughs> so and then they have this big scenario where like, the Jacobs, one of them, is revealed to be the assassin shot dead by Margot. But you're sitting there like, but was he really? Really? And then Michael like packs up to go. And as he's leaving, he like sucks face with Margot in front of everybody is like out. I was like, <laughs> what is this? Like they yeah, they really shoehorned in the uh the girl of the week this this like, this week. I was like, I was like <laughs> what did did something happen? Did they delete scenes from this? Like she got, they stumbled into his room, but like there was nothing going on there before this. And he's just no. like, whoa, 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 later. <laughs> and so, so then, and and then when he leaves and he's in, he's inside kit, he's like, dawns on him that like, you know what? I don't think something's right here. But, <laughs> and he finds out, Jacobs is alive, and it was all of them, not just one. Now that I I do appreciate that as a as a plot twist. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a little thin because you would think that yeah, if it was all of them, there would have been more clues, and it didn't quite make sense earlier when, like, when Margot goes back and says right. someone's shooting it. Uh, you know, like I mean, that's that's a long way to go just mm-hmm. to just to make people believe that you're not part of it. But especially at that point when you reveal yourselves like three minutes later. But, what are you gonna do? It feels smarter than I would think the show would come up with. I yeah, think you're right. Yeah, I, I definitely not, yeah. I definitely didn't buy the Jacobs thing. I'm like, well, we have how much time left in this episode? <laughs> There's something else right. with this. So yes, it was it was it was less formulaic than it than it could have been, which I yeah. appreciate. I was looking for more so that either someone set up Jacobs and wasn't it. Or that Jacobs was with somebody. It was two of them, and the partner shot them to get off the trail. That's what I thought we were going through. Not all of them, so decent right. surprise there. Um, but you know, they they also they try to kill Michael by putting him in a kit and rolling him down a hill while he's <laughs> passed out. Um, but then, Michael yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was just going to say, you know, that you have to have these. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. If you want to kill them, obviously, they've proven that, like, they were literally minutes in the show, minutes before, they were literally comfortable shooting at him with live rounds, like, from, like, 10 feet away. But now they're not comfortable just shooting him in the head. They're like, yeah, let's see. It's, again, it's a, it's a, it's a plot device, right? So it has to, and of course, it's the world's longest only semi-slopiest hill plenty of time for kit to <laughs> wake michael up with with the oxygen in the car like hey michael we can't stop but i'm gonna need you to help me because this right. hill's gonna run out in another seven minutes so <laughs> you know <laughs> but so, that's okay it is what it is <laughs> I, I get you i yeah uh and yeah so they um 
they go in this big chase where like all the people have their own cars, like another fast and furious thing where they're trying to do a mission and everybody's in their own cars, communicating CB. Uh, Michael's got like a video game, like an Atari video racing game as display <laughs> side scroller. It's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, we get to, yeah, we get the video game this, this episode and spoiler alert, we get it next episode too. Oh yeah. yeah we get a different very, video game. It's, yeah. It's very RC program. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you've got your Atari. Uh, it's, 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 it's not impressive at all, but I give the, I, at least they're communicating via CB. Cause yeah. I, mean, I, I know earlier in the season, we had someone literally a phone on car a phone, yeah. phone in the car talking. And I'm like, this, this can't be this, this, this yeah. that, that can't be a thing. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, they all end up, you know, either crashing and blowing up, including Margo who has a like horrid crash and burn death. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, he does it all and they have a nice after party at Buckaroo back to the Buckaroo club, back which to is the a Buckaroo club. Well, the Buckaroo club is a, is a, is, I found this out by, by reading some trivia. The Buckaroo club is a Glenn Larson favorite. He also featured that on the fall guy. Uh, oh. That was one of the bars that, that they would frequent. So that is a Glenn Larson uh, little little in joke and Easter egg, I guess, if you okay. will. So the world yeah, the old, of Larson. That's right, the Larson verse, if you will. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if it was anywhere on the Galactica, but okay. I doubt it. But uh. <laughs> so that's that's actually that's like um, Walter Hill. He's got a club that appears in all his movies in like Streets of Fire and yeah. uh, like every everything is like most things he's he's had it in. Uh, I forget what that the bar's name is, but it appears in multiple Walter Hill movies. Um, so that's kind of neat. I I wish the Buckaroo would come back for Night Riders, be a central place where they just always go and have a be great. And 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 Devin, one we see him line dancing one time or something like that. And yeah, it seems like a rocking good time. Yeah, they were singing. Uh, they all got to sing a song. You, yeah, the, of course you got. You know, you, you you can't end the show without the borderline racist thing now of the mm. third world the third world country emissaries putting on cowboy hats and singing i forget they were singing some very oh just you wait song, one of these but, uh, one of these we're recording in this block tells us a lot about kit uh but, <laughs> but yeah okay uh but yeah this was um it's okay uh middling yeah it's not one i'd be like, all right oh yeah you gotta watch night rider yeah like, this was, this one also this one also went to the uh Superman reusable stock footage well when oh, it did? when when Kit yeah when Kit rolled up to the uh when when he rolled up to the cliff and they panned over the canyon floor they 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 reused that shot from Superman as well so so yeah we went back to the Superman well on this one so Oh okay. So, yeah. I mean it was very brief but it was I mean it was there so Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. keep on keep on but was that just like available like trying to make it yeah i don't know if it superman. was i know superman or... was an expensive movie but i they were making money at the box office i don't know if this is like oh yeah i don't know if it was a warner brothers share share and share like thing or if they they're like well we paid for the superman license so is there anything else in there that we can use like they can't use him flying by or their earth rotating All backwards right. but there's got to be some other generic shots we can use. Are they so. going to go to a newspaper one of these times and the outside's going to be the Daily um, Planet? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so uh, Tony, that will uh, I'll do it. So let's shift gears and look on toward the sunset. Before we hit the horizon, where can people find you? Yeah, you can come hang out with me online on the uh, the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks of the at Tony Shop. And of course, if you want to 
read some nerdy stuff and talk some pop culture stuff, you can swing by sciencefiction.com, where I am the senior editor, and we talk about all things in that pop culture realm. All right. Hashtag driving Mr. Devin. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work on whysoblue.com. Something's going on with the show. I don't know. We're recording before I've even recorded whatever's going to be published on Monday. Uh, But always come back here Wednesday on Old Space Show for another Night Rider adventure. That's it for now. But from Old Space. Brandon and Tony, not so lone crusaders in a dangerous world. The world of Old Space Show. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.